1: All right guys, welcome back to the Liz Wheeler Show. This is one of the most disturbing stories that I've read in a long time. This is one of the stories that is an illustration of what we've been talking about a lot on this show lately, that if we don't understand the reality of the political enemy that we face, then we're not gonna fight well against it. This, and we we talk about this a lot as it relates to the Marxist theories, like critical race theory and trans, and the transgender ideology, which is queer theory. and we talk about the transgender ideology and how horrendous it is right now for children and adults, anybody suffering from gender disorders, the grooming, we talk about um, the actual Marxist, the goal of the Marxist behind it, the destruction of our nation, but we don't often talk about the limiting principle. Like wh- what is the logical conclusion of the transgender ideology, right? Not just Marxism, but where, where does this end, this destruction of reality? this sexualization of children, this redefinition of words like right and wrong and man and woman and what's moral and immoral. And the logical conclusion of the transgender ideology is of course detailed, articulated in the founding document of queer theory, which I often talk about. The founding document is called Thinking Sex. It was written by a woman by the name of Gail Rubin, who is widely acknowledged to be the founder of queer theory. Gail Rubin, says that sex is political. She calls for the sexualization of children. She defends child pornography. Insane, almost unfathomable that anyone would defend child pornography. And she defends and advocates for outright pedophiles. She calls pedophiles, quote, men who love underage youth and says that we as a society are going to regret imprisoning pedophiles 20 years down the road when we see the light, when we realize that that's totally valid sexual orientation. The logical conclusion of the transgender ideology, the way that it is going now, is the acceptance or the normalization of pedophilia in our country. I know this sounds really heavy. You guys are like, Liz, come on. It's early in the morning. Can we not talk about stuff that's quite this heavy? And the answer to that is, let me read this headline to you. This is, I'm gonna bring it up because I want to read it exactly. This is. Gays Against Groomers is a Twitter account that's become extremely popular in the last year because that's exactly what it sounds like. It's gay and lesbian people who are against the sexualization of children. They don't stand with what the current LGBTQIA lobby is. This is, this is the story, I wanna read you their tweet. They say, breaking, a transgender representative in Minnesota has introduced a bill that will remove the exclusion of pedophiles from the protected class of quote-unquote sexual orientation. Gays Against Groomers says, this means it will be illegal to discriminate against child rapists. They tweet, this is what we've been sounding the alarm on. There is a concerted effort to normalize the sexualization of children and to legalize pedophilia. This is just one more step toward that end goal. We need everyone to join in this fight before it's too late. I'm gonna read you the text of this bill. Okay, so the the text of this proposed piece of legislation, it's a legislator in the state of Minnesota who identifies as transgender. This person has introduced a bill that would add pedophiles to protected sexual orientation status. This is the text of the bill. A bill for an act relating to human rights. Apparently, the sexual abuse of children is human rights, according to this transgender legislator. A bill for an act relating to human rights, removing certain sections in the Human Rights Act that allow for discrimination based on sexual orientation, amending Minnesota statutes, 2022 sections, blah, 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 um, be it enacted by the legislator of the state of Minnesota, that that Minnesota statutes 2022 section 363A.03 is amended by adding a subdivision to read gender identity. Gender identity means a person's inherent sense of being a man, woman, both, or neither. A person's gender identity may or may not correspond to their assigned sex at birth or their primary or secondary sex characteristics. A person's gender identity is not necessarily visible to others. Sexual orientation. Sexual orientation means, this is going to be added as well, means having or being perceived as having an emotional, physical, or sexual attachment to another person without regard to the sex of that person or having as being perceived as having an orientation for such attachment and it scratches out the exclusion, the previously existing exclusion that said sexual orientation does not include a physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult. This transgender legislator crossed that out, wants to eliminate the exclusion of pedophiles. So as gays for groomer, or gays against groomer said, this means it will be illegal to discriminate against child rapists. Super heavy way to start the show, isn't it? Extremely disturbing to think about this. This is what happens when we actively investigate what's behind these ideologies. This is why it's so important for us to sit here for the conservative movement, not just you and I. You and I might be on the same page about this, right? We might understand the reality of the political enemy that we face, but the Republican Party as a whole has lost sight of how to fight this fight. Let me tell you what they do and let me tell you what they should do. What the Republican party does right now is they take a very libertarian stance on social issues. Ostensibly, they say they're pro-life in in their party platform, if we even have a party platform. Ostensibly, they say we're pro-life, but they refuse to actually fight against the false abortion narratives that actually impact the outcome of elections. Why? Because they're cowards. They don't wanna talk about uncomfortable issues. They don't want to actually fight back in this culture war. Republicans say that they are against the surgical mutilation of children, but they're cowards when it comes to everything that leads up to that surgical transition. It's not like a child just one day says, I'd like to be surgically transitioned. No, no, what leads up to that is the child is groomed. The child is conditioned by adults in his or her life to come to that point where they wake up one day and say, I'd like to be surgically transitioned. But the Republican Party doesn't like to fight against this grooming because the left says it makes you hateful, it makes you a bigot, it makes you homophobic, it makes you transphobic, it's, it's a violation of the separation of church and state to force your heteronormative Christian beliefs on society. And the Republican Party just says, well, we can't do that, can we? So they embrace this very libertarian view where they say, well, people should be allowed. Adults who want to transition should be allowed. We're fully accepting of everybody's gender identity. We just don't want to be forced to comply. This is not the right way to fight. This is a very poor way to fight. This is why we lose these cultural battles. Libertarianism, I wish I could be libertarian. I used to be more libertarian in my philosophy as I think most Republicans did. I used to think like, oh yeah, government, get off my lawn. Like if I'm not violating somebody else's inherent right, what right do you have as politicians to tell me anything, to tell me to do anything? That's how I used to be philosophically. And I'm not that way anymore because it doesn't work. I understand now, that in order to fight these cultural battles, we can't, there's no such thing as neutrality. There's no such thing as an even playing field. If you have, if if our culture is like a football field, right, our culture is a battleground, someone is going to claim it. It can't just be this surface that exists in this, this state of neutrality. Someone is going to capture it. It's either going to be them, or it's going to be us. So the idea that we can sit back and just be tolerant of the left's destructive ideology, that they can behave however they want, as long as they're not violating rights, that we don't want to insert our views in this public square. Well, if we step back, what's going to happen? The left is going to step forward, they're going to claim that space, and then we're going to be like, well, what happened? We were just trying to be tolerant and exclusive, we were just trying to be libertarian. It doesn't work. The only way to ensure that the left's not captured the culture, the left is going to do it. And then we're gonna sit back and we're gonna be like, oh my gosh, we've lost the culture wars. How did our culture become so infiltrated with this poison? It's time on this show that we start dissecting the contenders for Republican nominee for president, meaning, I, I we're going to start today, we're going to start showing things that they say. They're on the campaign trail. There's a ha- there's a handful of them now. It's Donald Trump, it's Ron DeSantis, it's Nikki Haley, it's Vivek Redford, Republican candidate for president as well. And it's time for us to start dissecting what they say on air. So we're gonna start today by, and the reason that we're gonna start dissecting this is because we need to understand in the context of each of these issues, especially when it's a cultural issue, we need to understand whether their reaction to these cultural issues shows us that they understand um, that if we relinquish the cultural battlefield, that the left is going to capture it, right? If we don't play offense, then we're not gonna be part of the fight at all. The left is going to emerge victorious every time. So we're gonna start today with a video of Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, for context on this video, Nikki Haley is responding because down in Florida, Disney, Has sued Governor Ron DeSantis for revoking their special governance rights in their special governance privileges. It is not their right. It was a privilege which they abused, and therefore it was revoked by the state of Florida. Nikki Haley is actually criticizing DeSantis in the wake of this lawsuit coming at him from Disney. So presidential candidate or presidential primary contender, Nikki Haley, responded to. Disney filing a lawsuit against the issue, and that's not productive.
2: Ambassador Haley, I want to ask you about what could be another Republican candidate uh, in the field, and that is Ron DeSantis. We just learned a few moments ago that Disney is now suing the Florida governor for alleging uh, an alleging political effort to hurt their business. We've all been watching this back and forth for quite some time. Uh, This is obviously dramatically escalating the feud between Disney and Ron DeSantis. Uh, They're alleging that the Republican governor has waged a, quote, relentless campaign to weaponize government power over the company. What is your reaction to that as we still have yet to see him jump officially into the race? You know, as governor, I took a double-digit unemployment state and I turned it into an economic powerhouse. Businesses were my partners, because if you take care of your businesses, you take care of your economy, your economy takes care of the people, and everyone wins. And so that's the way we dealt with it. We are South Carolina was a very anti-woke state. It still is. And if Disney would like to move their hundreds of thousands of jobs to South Carolina and bring the billions of dollars with them, I'll let them know. I'll be happy to meet them in South Carolina and introduce them to the governor and the legislature that would that would welcome it.
0: Hey, Governor, uh, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. we got to jump back to the uh, Rose Garden. America is on trial. Join me, Josh Hammer, as we examine the presidential election through the only lens that truly matters, the legal proceedings of Donald Trump and the Biden crime family. This new daily podcast examines breaking news and analyzes the biggest questions facing the country. Can the former president, Donald Trump, get a fair trial? Can Trump be disqualified from the ballot? Can Joe Biden pardon his son, Hunter? Can Trump even pardon himself? We cover all the action every morning. Listen to America on Trial, wherever you download your favorite podcasts.
1: I watched that and I thought, well, that is a failing grade. That is, that's that's exactly why. Nikki Haley, and and I I mean this with no disrespect, and I, I don't know her personally. I'm sure she's a lovely woman. But this is a Republican who doesn't understand the culture wars that we're fighting. Doesn't understand it. Because Disney has played as big of a role as groomer teachers and as TikTok in conditioning our children in queer theory. This is a corporation that brags about inserting a queerness agenda. This is a queer theory agenda into children's programming. And when the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, exercised his absolute right, his authority, as chief executive in coordination with the legislature to revoke a special status for Disney, something they don't have a right to. It was a privilege given to them by the legislature because they brought so much benefit to Florida. And when they no longer brought that benefit, they don't have a right to continue with that status. This is this is elementary. This is not something that's complicated. This is not something, it's not an attack on their free speech. It's not discrimination against them for their political views. They simply have stopped adding benefit and in fact are inflicting harm on the people of Florida given their ideology. And Nikki Haley comes out against it. She comes out against it. This, my friends, is how we've gotten to the point where a legislator in the state of Minnesota is offering a bill, a transgender legislator in the state of Minnesota is offering a bill that would add pedophiles to protected status based on sexual orientation. Because Republicans, will not fight back against the process. It's a process. There's multiple steps, you can't wait. This would be like a soccer game where you pulled all 10 of your field players and let your goalie, or, or and blamed your goalie, the one person that you left on your field uh, for being scored against when it's now one against 11. Like No, there's multiple layers that you use to fight back against. First, you play offense and you try to score against the opponent. If offense doesn't work, then you have You have your front line, and then you have your midfield, and then you have your defense before it gets to the goalie. And so you can't, we Republicans, we sit here and we complain when our goalies are scored on, yet we're not willing to play offense or to play any of our levels of defense along this process, even though we've identified what that grooming process is. We act shocked, because it shocks our sensibilities and our morals. When we see pedophilia becoming normalized, they're trying to essentially legalize legalize not the act of pedophilia but they're trying to legalize pedophiles in our society but if we don't fight back what do we expect this this is so important there's such an assault in our country against what is good and what is right and what is beautiful we are in a battle of good versus evil this is not just a political battle and i know it's heavy i know that this is disturbing stuff But this is the reality of the political battle that we're facing right now. There are multiple, we're just a couple of weeks away now from Mother's Day. There've been multiple corporations. I want to bring this up to show this to you on the screen that are essentially, I don't want to say attacking mothers, but they're sending out Mother's Day promotion emails and um, acting like Mother's Day is a triggering event. They are ostracizing mothers. This is what, this is very, anti-woman, it's anti-femininity, it's anti-family, it's anti-mother. This is just a few of the, um, this is from Fry's Food Stores. Mel says, with this big opt-out option. You can see it on the screen. We know Mother's Day and Father's Day can be sensitive times for some. If you'd like to opt out of our emails and push notifications for these holidays, please tap below. Don't worry, you'll still receive all of our other emails. Kay Jeweler says, we're here for you. We know Mother's Day can be a challenging time, which is why we want you to know if you'd rather not receive Mother's Day related emails, you can click the button below and we'll take care of the rest. As always, you'll still be the first to know about new styles that you love. DoorDash says a note about Mother's Day. We understand that Mother's Day may be a difficult time for some. Click the button below if you'd prefer to be removed from additional emails and push notifications this year. This is not a coincidence, what we're seeing. This is, this is obviously a concerted effort by a lobby that wants, oh, shocker erase mothers, erase, erase mothers. And it's funny because I don't remember during Pride Month, I don't remember getting any emails like this that said if you wanna opt out of Pride Month emails, we totally get that, we totally understand and we'll um, just hit this button. I don't remember being offered that same option. I don't remember in fact, this opt out, this very prominent opt out campaign for any of the left's, any of the left's emails. I don't remember this when they were sending out Black Lives Matter support emails. I don't remember this when Um, when they were were supporting any other leftist causes like like coming out against Roe v. Wade, sending their employees to other states and paying for their abortions. But Mother's Day, Mother's Day, they go after. If we don't see this stuff and call it out when it happens, I mean, these corporations should be warned the way that conservatives have held Anheuser-Busch to account. These corporations should be warned. If you continue to push your... Whether it's anti-woman, anti-mother, anti-family, anti-unborn child, this this woke ideology. And woke is just a euphemism for a centrist cultural ideology. If you continue to push this on us, then we're gonna do to you what we did to Anheuser Bush, And I think, I think Anheuser Bush would tell you that it has not been worth it. It has not been worth it. On good news though, all of these stories about our culture, and especially corporations taking stances are not negative. This warmed my heart, and I want to show you the following. I want to show you a video of what Mattel is doing. Mattel is the maker of Barbie dolls, and believe it or not, this company has been pretty woke in the past. They are a fairly woke company, but they have done something that I think is just wonderful. Okay, so Mattel, the maker of Barbie, has introduced a new Barbie. This is a Barbie, a Down syndrome. Barbie, I confess to you, when I first saw this headline in this video, I was really surprised because for obvious reasons, we know that people with Down syndrome in our country face horrible discrimination, mostly discrimination when they are inside the womb. I mean, there, there's no characteristic that I can think of as uh, common as Down syndrome that is used as a specific reason to abort unborn babies. And yet, Mattel is doing what they should do. They're celebrating these wonderful, beautiful. All
2: right, you see the big pink Barbie sign and we are back now with an exclusive reveal. All around us are the Barbie Fashionista dolls, the brand's most inclusive line. And this morning we are unveiling the newest one, the first ever Barbie with Down syndrome. And here with me are the president and CEO of the National Down Syndrome Society, Candy Pickard, and Kayla McEwen. She is a spokesperson for NDSS. It is so great to have both of you with us. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. We're going to do the big reveal in a second, but Kayla, you were brought in early to be a designer on this project. What did you think when Barbie approached you? Wow, Barbie approached us? How
0: incredible. And Especially on the part, to make a job that is so unique, and it illustrates the women with Down syndrome. That's what we want to be showcased
2: as. And if you hear people in the background, those are some of the children right now who are playing with the Barbie dolls, and we're going to do that big reveal. So this is it, Kayla. This is the moment. Let's see. This is the new Barbie Fashionista. Okay, so Candy, tell us about this. What were some of the things you thought about when designing this doll? Absolutely, so you'll see the the Barbie doll itself is a little bit shorter in stature, which is typical for people with Down syndrome. Has smaller features, you see the almond-shaped eyes, you see the bridge of the nose, there is also a crease in the palm. Kaylee, you wanna share a few other
0: areas of the doll? Absolutely, so let's start with her necklace. Those three arrows that are pointing upward, and, that, was, and that, that is what makes up Down syndrome, the three copies of the 21st chromosome. And with those three arrows are a symbol of Down syndrome, which is a lucky few. And that's what unites the community together. So
2: it's was my friend Heather Avitz, who coined the lucky few idea. I love that idea. And, and I love to see the children who are now playing right now so happy with all the dolls together. How does it feel? to see this, to see representation here now. Absolutely. So having a Barbie with Down
0: syndrome is pivotal with representation today. And then showcases the ability of somebody with Down syndrome, not just being a registered lobbyist, but a woman who is rocking a yellow and blue dress. She's got style. Oh, she's a, definitely a fashionista. <laughs>
1: I got to tell you, I saw that video and it made me laugh. It made me smile because it's so wonderful. It's so wonderful to see, um, people with down syndrome actually being honored in our culture and being valued in our culture, which is not typical. And I want to do something right now that we don't typically do on the show. in fact, it's not really typical in the conservative movement to criticize other conservatives. And I understand it's a team player or a team mentality. You don't want to fire shots within your own tent here. Um, but there is, there's a particular conservative, very prominent conservative, whose reaction to this clip made me very sad. Reaction to this clip was quite horrendous. And um, I, when I saw it, my first reaction was, oh, okay, well, he's on our side. Should we just let this go? And then I thought, no, you know what? If this was a liberal who, or a leftist, who had had the same reaction, I would absolutely show you this video and um, criticize it. Criticize these words and debunk the false, the false, words in this video. And so, I want to show you what Stephen Crowder, comedian Stephen Crowder,
3: uh, the world's first Barbie with Down syndrome
2: will give children <laughs> the opportunity to play with more inclusive dolls. This doll is breaking <laughs> barriers by creating the first fashion doll yeah, with, with retard Down strength. This is real. allowing more children to project their future through fashion doll play and imagine yeah. what is possible. Mattel, Barbie's parent company,
3: announced the oh, new no. figures will soon be hitting store <laughs> oh, shelves. No. Well, here's the thing, they, they really have been going full bore, and Mattel actually announced plans to expand this uh, in the name of diversity uh, before the end of the year with Sickle Cell Barbie. Oh, for the so love So that's sake. something they also, you know, look, <laughs> everyone's.
1: All right. Like I said, if this were a liberal, I would respond to this video because what was said in this video was horrible. And just because it's conservative, I don't think that that should be an exception. I think actually that we should hold our own to account maybe even uh, more strongly than we hold the the other side to account. So what Steven Crowder said was awful. He was dehumanizing. I mean, he's playing into the exact narrative that results in the vast majority of unborn babies with Down syndrome being aborted, being killed in utero because they have Down syndrome, because they have an extra copy of a chromosome, because they look and speak a little differently because they have sometimes developmental delays or other health issues. Our culture has devalued and dehumanized these people to the point that we've committed genocide against them. And I know Stephen's not an abortionist. I know Stephen's not actively taking part in, in the eradication of these people but he's perpetuating the narrative that leads to that. Steven, you're better than that. You're better than smearing the conservative movement with this kind of narrative. We are pro-life, we are pro-human, we are pro-dignity of all people. I, th- I actually think that Steven should re-watch his clip. He should take a minute, say a prayer, and apologize for what he did because I almost don't believe that he stands by what he says. I hope he doesn't. It's so horrendous. Mattel. Imagine that, right? A corporation that takes a better stance than than a conservative commentator for once. Who does to Mattel for doing this? I really like seeing this. One other thing I want to show you guys today. um this is actually something I thought of after yesterday's show is it's it's from my event at James Madison University um when a a reporter or a or a cameraman, I don't want to say wink wink who this person was involved with, but let's just say, Um, In all the protests outside on the campus of James Madison University, the thousand trans activists that showed up to protest my event, um, we not only of course had security that infiltrated some of these radical groups that were making threats, we also had team members that were embedded in these, anonymously embedded into these protests uh, so that we had a full understanding of the context of everything that was going on. Um, And I wanted to show you a, it's a disturbing video to be sure, but it's also so hilarious. Uh, listen to the individual who is operating this camera and the comment that he makes at the end to this group of Satanists.
3: Would you like to say say anything more about uh, what you're doing here?
0: Yeah.
1: If you will not speak on who you are recording for,
0: please leave us alone.
3: Why would you like to be left alone?
0: You will not say who you're recording for, please leave us alone.
3: I am recording for my own private company.
0: And if you Very want to because
3: I do events like this, or I, I witness events like this, and uh, I, it's an ongoing story, and I like to get bits of uh, information about it so that I can... Can we get
0: some more infor- information
2: on who you are gathering
3: information for? For people that want to know. Interested parties. Scoot. Is this your area?
0: Yeah, yes, I We have, in fact, reserved this area, and we are telling you that we do not wish to be filmed. Please respect us.
2: This is me asking politely. As a representative of the YDSA, I'm going to have to ask you to please stop filming us. We are students here, and if we don't want to be filmed, we should have a right
3: to say no. So please stop filming us. Hmm. It's interesting you like goats. I raise goats, actually. Yeah, this is my friend. Her name's Baffy.
1: Maybe I shouldn't be laughing because that's so disturbing and sad. Interesting that you like goats. The cameraman said, uh, looking at the picture of the devil on her shirt. I raise goats, he said. That just slayed me. I thought that was the funniest comment, so I thought I would share it with you. There's no larger point here. Just something that I thought was um, quite humorous. Quite. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm.